SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join us in our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, today is Tuesday. What is going on in the news today, Doug? Well, I think we're still recovering from what the images we saw mm-hmm. yesterday uh, from what happened in uh, Kabul at the airport and uh, just need to continue to pray for uh, the people over in Afghanistan, pray for the brothers and sisters over there that are uh, really struggling right now to uh, even know what to do mm-hmm. because you got you got uh, missionaries that are over there that are... Uh, you know, got gunfire, and uh, the Taliban is kind of sweeping, looking for anybody sympathetic to uh, the West or mm-hmm. people that are from the West. And, you know, there may be uh, health care workers uh, and other people like that over there that were, you know, were the relief organizations. But, you know, I was listening to a young Afghan woman uh, speak earlier today. And she said, you got to realize that there are women who are in their 20s who have only known the freedom that they've experienced over the last 19 years. They've never known uh, living under that kind of Mm. regime that now their whole lives are changed. I mean, imagine for a second, I mean, the Taliban coming in and taking over America. I mean, the shock that it would be. So these young people are really reeling over there. We just need to remember to pray for all uh, the, the believers over there and pray for the people that are, are just struggling with this. And, um, you know, I mean, I know these things happen in the world. You know, you get regime changes all the time in different countries, battles going on. But uh, it's just really sad uh, mm-hmm. the way it transpired. And I don't know that it had to had to transpire the way it did yesterday. I mean, nobody's going to forget those images of those people uh, falling off an airplane. They were so desperate to leave the country that uh, they literally hung on to an, um, I mean, a a C-17 is a huge aircraft. Mm -hmm. This is not a a little Cessna. It is a huge aircraft. And these people were clinging, hoping for freedom and escape from what was coming. And, uh, you know, I, I had an image in my mind even of uh, when Noah was preaching for 100 years, plus years, actually, 100 100 plus years, telling people to repent, God told him to build the ark, and he kept, you know, kept uh, preaching, evangelizing, and everybody, people laughed at him, they made fun of him, and there were only eight that got on the ark. Yeah. You know, And, and, and so... That guy sent a meme out the other way. He was talking about some, the other day. He's talking about, you know, broad is the road that leads to destruction, you know, but narrows the way that leads to life. And uh, I was thinking uh, about the the songs that we have in our pop culture: "Highway to Hell," but "Stairway to Heaven." <laughs> <laughs> Think yeah. about that. 
little uh, irony for a second, you know. Um, so anyway, um, it, it's a terrible thing what's going on, and we just uh, and I and I don't think we even know the full ramifications geopolitically of how it's going to impact China and other countries that um, are looking at the U.S. now as very very weak. Yeah, and and and, and no leadership. Yeah, uh, China is already shooting uh are running off uh towards taiwan to conduct military exercises um sending messages to taiwan to uh basically say hey look this is what america did uh, in afghanistan you think they're really going to help you uh so yeah it's a big move i don't think that uh america can expect to to find many allies outside of the west um if we're just going to leave people out to dry and like you said it, it is a a difficult situation. I don't think that we can really understand uh, how bad it is. You know, like you said, for some girls who grew up their whole life, uh, you know, being able to see what the West was about as far as uh, freedom and equality for um, women compared to what uh, the Taliban offers, which, you know, they're already going door to door um, looking for spoils of war, which would be women and things like that. They've, uh, they blocked off the roads to the airfields where we were flying out people for refugees. And I think there's up to possibly 10,000 Americans that are still in country with uh, no way uh, to get out as, or it seems no way to get out right now. So it's a pretty bad situation and one that could have been uh, avoided possibly, Uh, you know, there was some, uh, (laughs) Doug, lay, man. I cut this thing off. I, I don't know. That's that's crazy. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, a, a situation that could have been avoided, I, from what I hear, the intelligence community was saying that this is something that was definitely going to happen when Biden was talking about wanting to pull out. Um, but uh, obviously could have been avoided if we had made better decisions throughout the 20 years that we were there. Uh, but then, you know, you have to question kind of how this happened and what was the resolve of the Afghan army and, you know, what was going on with the, the leadership in place in country. Uh, but, yeah, just terrible situation, and it's a, it's, it's a stain. It's something that's going to look real bad for our country uh, for some time to come, you know, much like uh, the fall of Saigon. Well, um, you know, what's interesting is I, I listened to a montage of military leaders, both the Pentagon's spokesman, Kirby, uh, the chief of joint chief of staff, and – these people are making comments as 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 few as a few you know three days ago four days ago oh yeah about this wasn't going to happen well one they were either lying outright or they were misguided and it shows the incompetence and i i you know there was a um, a former seal that was talking uh, about a month ago and talking about the lack of of leadership in the military and how scary it is. And now I'm telling you, if they mandate vaccines for the military, which they have talked about doing by September 15th, you're going to see a lot more people get out. And um, it's just amazing to me that um, our military has been so depleted. You know, it was depleted uh, under President Obama. It it, It got into bad shape. And then it was built back up again um, uh, when President uh, Trump was in office. And now, within six months, we've already had a major, major uh, 
uh, failure uh, of military. And it's not the military guys. It's understand. It's not the troops out in the field. We're not talking about the hardworking troops, the, the, what I would call the uh, company line officers out there. I'm talking about the political leadership because uh, most of the, what I would call general and admiral rank leaders at this point from what other people in the military have been saying are, are political and that never bodes well for the military in the military. You want leaders who are leaders because they're good military leaders, not because they're good at sucking up to some political party and being um, uh, a yes man to them. Now, in fairness, a lot of the leaders that he had said we shouldn't do it Mm -hmm. this way, Uh, in fairness to the leaders. But again, overall, I think there's been a weak display of leadership. And again, I think one guy said this early on that Haiti was licking their chops and invading Florida. (laughs) You know, because we're so weak. But uh, and then look at their response. You know, now that the Taliban has taken over, is like we call on the Taliban to create an inclusive and fair and <laughs> supportive of women. Like, are you that? How how did you know taken uh, taken out of reality? Like, that's not the reality. That, 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 you know what? That, that's like uh, <laughs> that. I mean, literally, that um, would. I'm trying to think of. Uh, who who is the serial killer in Florida that killed the people? Oh, Ted uh, yeah, Bundy. Uh, T- Ted Bundy. Yeah, that would be like telling Ted Bundy, "Okay, we're asking him to be nice to women and not to kill them anymore, <laughs> yeah. and to treat them with respect and to acknowledge what he." It's kind of like telling your kid, "Hey, you got to tell them you're sorry when they they're not going to." First of all, they're not going to do that. The yeah. Taliban oh. could care less what mm-hmm. we think. Mm-hmm. We don't even have moral authority to talk to him anymore. Right. Yeah. What are we going to say? Hey, uh, don't, you know, practice genital mutilation. Oh, wait, we're doing that. Oh, hey, you know, don't make your women wear masks. Well, we're making everybody wear masks. You know what I mean? Don't tear down statues. Wait, that happened uh, last year. You, you know what I mean? We, we have on the world stage, like you say, lost the moral authority. I mean, we have no leg to stand on. Yeah, it's just really bad. Some sad news in Jacksonville. Uh, Tim Mm -hmm. Tebow has been released, uh, cut from the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, uh, that will definitely be a decline in Jersey sales, uh, for the Jaguars. Uh, thought it would have been a good PR move to keep him somehow figure out a way to do it. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, I think that it was a switch that he could have made 10 years ago. You know, he's, uh, what, 33 now. And, uh, I think they gave it a shot and, good for them giving him a chance but uh you know it just wasn't meant to be i i didn't see the game uh yet what last week or this past weekend but i saw you know a clip or two and yeah, it just wasn't wasn't a good fit i guess and you know hopefully you you would have liked to maybe see him get another chance just uh just to see how he do but i i think that's his his time in the nfl is is done after that well we are uh you know we are looking here in the uh, fall at football starting back, which is kind of an interesting thing uh, because last year we didn't really have that. People were so upset about, you know, social, cultural, pop culture issues and all that. So it's going to be anxious. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how people respond to uh, the football teams this year if they get into the whole 
critical theory and that debate, right. and we'll see. Because if you remember, it was Colin Kaepernick who started a lot of that stuff. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes and what the NFL decides to do. Uh, we are up against the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. That is Brother by Need to Breathe. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we were talking a little bit about uh, what has been going on uh, internationally. And Doug, uh, my brother, just sent me this. A Taliban spokesperson got a question about freedom of speech. And his response was to ask U.S. companies like Facebook, uh, who claim to still promote freedom of speech while censoring it. I I think that's proof there that uh, when a homicidal regime can point at you and say, Oh, look at your hypocrisy. I think that's kind of proof of what we were talking about before the break of losing uh, the moral authority. Yeah, I and, you know, I I think it was John Kirby, again, the Pentagon spokesman, who was asked yesterday, what about the Americans that are stranded over in Afghanistan uh, or people that have been sympathetic, who have helped the United States? What are they to do? And he said, Make sure just reach out to the embassy or the consulate. You can't. Yeah. What are they, what are they going to do? They can't. I mean, they, there's nobody for them to contact over there. You got people who are contacting relatives in the United States asking for help, saying they're searching houses. We don't know what to do. We're trapped here. They were scheduled to fly out of there on airlines that canceled their flights. It, that, that's it. Can you imagine? I mean, I've traveled a lot internationally. And I can't imagine being in a country and all of a sudden that country falling mm-hmm. and and not being able to get back home. That would be a terrible thing. Yes, but in falling into the hands of uh, of a regime that hates America, hates Americans, has you know in the past set up uh, allowed Al Qaeda to set up uh, training networks there, and uh, some uh, analysts are saying that within six months those will be back up and running. Uh, and to be an American trapped there with no way out has got to be a terrifying thing. 
Yeah, it, it, it's bad. Hey, well, I wanted to let our listeners know that I'm real excited to confirm that uh, Vody Bauckham, uh, who wrote Fault Lines, we've been talking about that book this week and uh, last week and uh, the week before, Fault Lines, the social justice movement and evangelicalism's looming catastrophe. Vody's going to be our guest Thursday. Awesome. And I'm really excited. And by the way, I wanted to let you know that in September, right now, as it stands right now, September the 19th, he is going to be speaking at First Baptist Church of Jacksonville. Oh, really? So he's going to be in town. Uh, but you want you want to catch our program on Thursday. Make sure and tell your friends. Vody is a phenomenal preacher and brother in the Lord, and uh, uh, I'm going to look forward to catching up with him a little bit about what's going on with his heart, How is because he had heart surgery. You know, he, he collapsed over there. They got him here to Mayo, and they were able to, to repair his heart. Uh, a lot of people poured out money to help him cover that because he didn't have insurance, so I'm looking forward to just hearing him share about that and having him personally share about um, fault lines and dealing with some of the critics out there who are making false and misleading accusations trying to discredit his book because he has come out so strong uh, against what is going on in the American church uh, with prominent evangelical leaders who have bought into critical theory at least um, in a light sense enough to uh, to be speaking about it and it sounds well they're woke they're just the way they're talking is woke and that's very dangerous for their people because um they're supposed to be leading them to the gospel and leading them to the word of god as the authority for how we deal with things like ethnic prejudice and those kind of issues not to um other social constructed books that um have nothing to do with god or his value system yeah, and I think it's important too. You know, specifically his book, like he said, is is talking not to the people who are are the the pastors, quote unquote, who have lost the gospel by going so overboard with uh, wokeness. I think I saw a, a lady pastor. Uh, I think she was a lesbian, saying that uh, the Great Commission was the source of uh, all white supremacy. You know what yeah. I mean? And that is unbiblical. We're not not talking about those people, but how this wokeness has getting. Uh, seeped into churches that, as you said before, were uh, appearing to stand on orthodoxy and how that that can be seeping into local churches as well and that we need to be on guard for that um, because it's a poisonous pill to swallow. Well, and I think, Taylor, you sent me something the other day. I mean, and, and it just triggered for me. And by the way, we generally take the first segment to talk about um, – uh, things going on and for this month in particular we are talking about the woke uh, uh, impact in our culture wokeness in the gospel uh, wokeness in the church uh, christianity and wokeness how the social justice movements hijacking the gospel and because we talked about intersectionality and so if you you're not familiar with that term what that means is that there are lots of different things that put you in the oppressed category for instance if you are a female 
who is a person of color or a minority, you know, like you've got more melanin in your skin than a white Anglo, then you intersect with the um, oppressed on two different levels, both as a female and as a person of color. If you uh, are a lesbian or a homosexual, then you would intersect on those levels as well. And so that's what intersectionality means. And you and uh, also you have more moral authority the more intersectional points that you can hit. Yeah, you know? because we talked about that yesterday. Yeah. The, the anecdotal stories mm-hmm. trump uh, obje- objective truth because yeah. objective truth is created by white people according to the narrative that is being put out. And this is an important thing to understand that that when we look at objective truth, Jesus says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. His word is truth. If you look from beginning of Genesis through Revelation, the word of God has always been the standard for truth. You don't measure experience um, by experience. You measure experience by truth. You don't measure God's word by your experience. You You measure your experience by his word. Can Satan manipulate things and make you deceived into thinking something you actually experience is real and from God when it's not? Yeah, the Bible says Satan can appear as an angel of light. Um, I think of, uh, you know, counterfeit gifts. I think of people who, uh, who mumble in some unknown language and have been duped into believing that that unknown language is something biblical and from God when when in the New Testament, when you see people speaking in tongues, it is a known language of somebody. It is a known language. When they were speaking in Acts chapter 2, people heard the great works of God in their own tongue, and that was a fulfilled prophecy of the Old Testament. But if you don't understand the context of Scripture and you pull it out of context, you can look at Acts and say, well, here, these people were baptized in the Spirit and they spoke in tongues, which means a foreign language or a known language. And when they spoke in a known language to verify that they were believers, why shouldn't we do that today instead of understand the context? Well, the context was... It was a fulfilled prophecy that the Jewish people would hear the great works of God in foreign languages because normally they only heard it in Hebrew or Aramaic. And so Satan can counterfeit miracles. Remember in the Old Testament, the magicians counterfeited several things that Moses did, not everything. And at one point they couldn't do it anymore, and they said, surely this is what? The finger of God. And so Satan is limited. God's not limited. But but Satan can counterfeit, and we need to understand that he can take things like, let's say there was true ethnic injustice, and there's no doubt that's going on. There's no doubt that's happened in the world. America's not the first place to experience that, and it's not the worst place to experience that. And it won't be the last. No, it won't. It's going to happen because why the world's filled with humans. But, but the way to deal with it is not from Ibrahim X. Kendi's perspective. It's not from Beverly D'Angelo's perspective. 
is from God's perspective and his word. And I appreciate what Vody put down in a book and what Owen Strand put down because in their books, they are bringing us back to Scripture. This is what Scripture teaches. This is what we should be focusing on, not works-based righteousness because you can never be good enough under Abraham X. Kendi's system of anti-racism. You can never be anti-racist enough. You just can't. If you're a white person, you'll never, you're never going to make up for what people did 150 years ago to people of color, people who were white, who did horrible things to people. You'll never make up for it. But you should keep trying. And if that's the case, why aren't uh, Egyptians still making up for what they did to the Hebrew people? Because for 430 years, they abused them. And that seems to be the standard in Scripture to me that God, when he wants to talk about releasing his people from slavery, he uses that all the time. And so I think, um, anyway, as we look at this today, we are finally going to (laughs) read Ezekiel chapter 22. And the reason Ezekiel 22 is important is because Ezekiel 22 is God revealing through the prophet why Israel is struggling the way they're struggling. Why are they there? And um, starting in verse 19, Taylor, I'm going to have you read and see if you can read through it all before the break, all the way through the end of the chapter, okay? Start in verse 19, and then we'll talk about it in the third segment when we come back. All right. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have all become dross, right? therefore, dross. behold, I will gather you into the midst of Jerusalem as one gathers silver and bronze and iron and lead and tin into a furnace to blow the fire on it in order to melt it. So I will gather you in my anger and my wrath, and I will put you in, put you in and melt you. I will gather you and blow on you with the fire of my wrath, and you shall be melted in the midst of it. As silver is melted in a furnace, so you shall be melted in the midst of it, and you shall know that I am the Lord. I have poured out my wrath upon you, and the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, say to her, you are a land that is not cleansed or rained upon in the day of indignation. The conspiracy of her prophets in her midst is like a roaring lion tearing the prey. They have devoured human lives. They have taken treasure and precious things. They have made many widows in their midst. Her priests have done violence in my law and have profaned my holy things. They profane my holy things. All right, we're up against the break. We'll be back after the news. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Zach Williams with Chain Breaker. If you are just joining us this month, we are looking at uh, CRT, wokeness, the social justice movement, 
and how it is impacting our churches here in America. We're looking specifically at two books. One is Fault Lines by Bodie Bauckham, who will be on the program this Thursday, so make sure you tune in for that. And the other book is Christianity and Wokeness by Owen Strand, two excellent books. Uh, we highly encourage that you pick pick up a few co- or a copy of one of each and read them. Uh, get multiple if you like it and give it out to people who are close to you because this is an issue that is really going to be hitting the church, not only uh, nationally, but also here locally. Uh, just something that we need to be aware of as dutiful Christians. Yeah, and you were reading from Ezekiel chapter 22. And here's the thing about Ezekiel, and I want you to go back because you uh, – you had kind of finished, or, or you had, uh, verse 26 is where you left off. And and I want to make note that he talked about prophets and priests who had done violence to his law and profaned holy things. And he's explaining to the people of Israel why God's wrath is being poured down on them. And and they did, you know. It was it was a it was a tough thing because you know Ezekiel was a prophet and a priest, and he he actually was exiled to Babylon, and he uh, he was trying to communicate. It's kind of like a looking back, like this is why you are where you are. He's he's writing this and sharing this, speaking this to the people, and he tried to prophesy hope to them. Um, because they had lost uh, focus of God's covenant, what it meant to be in covenant with God. And um, he said at the beginning, when you first read it, verse 19, you've become dross. Dross is the impurity in silver mm-hmm. or gold. And so what you do to burn it off, you burn it, you put it in a fire, and the dross rises up and you scoop it off and throw it away. Mm. And so... Um, and that's why he says, as one gathers silver, bronze, and iron and lead into a furnace to blow the fire and melt it, so I will gather you in my anger and in my wrath, and I will put you in and melt you, and I will blow on you with the fire of my wrath, so that the dross will come off. And I, I was thinking about uh, even Daniel chapter 3, Taylor, where um, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, better known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were told to worship Nebuchadnezzar. And they said, no, we're not. And he said, well, if you don't, you're going to be thrown in the fiery furnace. And they said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to even respond to you. We're not going to bow down to you. Our God will deliver us. But even if he doesn't, then we still won't because we will never bow to another God other than you, the one true God, talking about Yahweh. And and so what happens is they get thrown in the furnace. But when they went in there, they were bound. But when they got there, they were unbound. Mm-hmm. The fiery times in our life burn off those things that bind us, that dross. And so we forget that sometimes. And I, I've shared this before on the air, that it's better to be in the fire with Jesus because there was a fourth person in there that looked like the Son of Man than outside of the fire away from him. And so you were reading, and I just want to, wanted to remind people from Ezekiel 22, starting in verse 19, you had got down through 26, where he says, 
one of the reasons that you're going through this fire is your religious leaders have let you down. And, you know, just the other day I was looking, I was scrolling the channels, and there was a TV preacher on. And he was having people give testimonies. And the testimonies were not about trusting in Jesus Christ. They weren't about how the blood of Jesus had wiped away their penalty of sin and how they were free now, liberated from the power of sin. Their testimonies were about the miracle water they received from this preacher and how if you just send in this money to this guy, Peter Popoff, and I'm like, how? That guy's been around forever. I'm like, how can people still believe that he's not a fraud? How can they not know that he's a fraud now? Robert Tilton, you know, guys like that who have really taken such advantage of people out there and 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 taken money that these people gave thinking they were giving to a holy thing instead they're giving it to line of guys pocketbooks that's what the people of Israel were experiencing too the priests the prophets they were only about themselves they were not about the people and unfortunately i see it there's a lot of that in our culture today we don't have shepherds we have ceos Nowhere in Scripture is any pastor instructed to be a CEO, like yet one of the most prominent preachers in the whole country. Very popular guy who probably many people that listen to our broadcast listen to said that, you know what, the shepherd model is no longer valid for pastors in our country. And, I, and, and when you look at Scripture, it's extremely important to understand because sheep need to be fed they need to be watered they can't go out and get it on their own they have to be led to it uh, they got to be protected and and remember what jesus said to peter he didn't say hey peter do you love me then i want you to manage my sheep <laughs> i don't i want you to be a good administrator to my sheep no he said feed them Feed them. Care for them. And the shepherd analogy is an analogy you see in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And only now that this popular preacher in the South, up in Georgia, has been promulgating this garbage that we don't need a shepherd model. We need a CEO model because that's what Americans know. That we don't need to say the Bible says anymore because... People don't care that the Bible says it, so we just need to not say that. Didn't he also say the Old Testament is... Yes! Uh, mm-hmm. We need to unhitch from the Old Testament. And which, now he has uh, gone soft on homosexuality. Oh, yeah. but Because it all it all leads to the same place. When you start divorcing yourself from the authority of God's mm-hmm. Word in one area, mm-hmm. it leads to others. So I want you to go ahead... Because that's just the religious part. I want you to go ahead and read verse 20. Um, um, we didn't finish 26. Yeah, read 26 yeah. again. Start there and, and finish the, the chapter. Her priests have done violence to my law and have profaned my holy things. They have made no distinction between the holy and the common. Neither have they taught the difference between the unclean and the clean. And they have disregarded my Sabbaths so that I am profaned among them. Her princes in her midst are like wolves tearing the prey 
shedding blood, destroying lives to get dishonor, dishonest gain. Excuse me. And her prophets have smeared whitewashed for them. Have smeared whitewashed for them. Yeah. Yeah, Sing, whitewash for them. Yeah. Okay. Seeing false visions and divining lies for them, saying, Thus says the Lord God, when the Lord has not spoken, the people of the land have practiced exhortation and committed robbery. They have oppressed the poor and needy and have exhorted from the sojourner without justice. And I sought for a man among them who should build up the wall and stand in the breach before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Therefore, I have poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. I have re- returned their way upon their heads, declares the Lord, the Lord God. Excuse me. Well, so now he's not only dealing with religion; he's dealing with the political leaders, the princes, right? Mm-hmm. And and notice what he he says there. He's saying the prophets. The prophets aren't speaking what I say, but instead they're smearing whitewash for the political leaders. In other words, the people that are supposed to be speaking for God are covering for the political leaders. Mm. Does that sound familiar to things going on in our country? Absolutely. Instead of standing up and being people of truth, we are weak we have been weak uh, there have been very few leaders and i get i know you, you you've heard me say pastor john MacArthur out in california he has stood up amidst this last year and a half against critical theory he stood up against uh the covid uh debacle fascism which it, COVID yeah fascism. yeah well it's it's the covid debacle it's the complete and utter nonsense of the behavior that has been required of people that has nothing to do with the reality of what COVID has done. Now that's not to say COVID hasn't caused illness, but again, I said this yesterday, I I really don't believe people have died because of lack of vaccination. People have died because of lack of treatment. Doctors are saying that more then more and more doctors are starting to speak up now because it can only have been carried out so long, the things that are going on. And now they're intensifying efforts, political leaders are, to try to enforce vaccines around the country by saying you can't eat in this restaurant unless you've had a vaccine. You can't, and they don't ask, have you had COVID? Have you recovered from COVID? Do you have T-cell antibodies? They don't ask that. So there's a lot of political stuff. And religious leaders who are supposed to be representing God, speaking to the fear that is paralyzing our country, instead of speaking to that and calling people to be bold in their faith, to be critical thinkers and courageous, are saying, fall in line. Fall in line. And, um, you know, I, I my wife yesterday was talking with somebody and uh, she was talking they were talking about would this person well i know if i was ann frank you wouldn't have hidden me Mm. you know and Lori said i would have hit her because we're not we're not we're not uh we're not gonna just go with the flow because that's what the mass says mass m-a-s-s not mass (laughs) Um, yeah I mean, and, you know, when you look at Ezekiel, 
it talks about princes, priests, prophets, and the people. And, um, you know, the sin of all the political people was they did they marginalized the prophets. They didn't hold the prophets up. God's word should have been listened to and obeyed, and they profaned his Sabbaths. And when we come back, if you want to call in on that, you're welcome to. All right, we will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. With all the other not quite, with all the never get it right. But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. I'm just that is nobody by casting crowns. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us this month, we are looking at uh, the state of the church and how CRT, so, the social uh, justice movement, uh, and wokeness has begun to infiltrate certain churches and certain, uh, you know, a large swath of the American church at large. Uh, today we are looking at Ezekiel chapter 22. Uh, started in verse 19 and went through the end of the chapter talking about that and how that uh, can apply for us uh, today, how um, our country looks compared to that and what we can draw from that. If you would like to join our discussion or if you have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. You know, if people were listening, Taylor, they probably are going, well, what is dross and priest and prophets and the Sabbaths? What do they have to do with critical theory? What do they have to do with what's going on in our country right now? Well, if you think about our country right now, the state we're in right now as a country, I want you to think back to 1946 after Germany was defeated, okay? After, you know, World War II was over. Do you think Americans could look upon their nation and and believe in 1946 that it was a nation that... um, had good values, that it was a nation, not not perfect, 
but a nation that had good values, a nation that stood against tyranny, mm-hmm. a nation that represented strength to the world. Would you say that about 1946? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think even within churches, there was a reverence for God in our country. There was a reference for authority in our country and godly values. Even by people who didn't believe in God, there was still that reverence, right? Well, if you look at our country today, do you think people in other nations look at America and think, wow, that country is a pillar of truth. That country is a pillar of courage. That, do you think that's what they think after seeing the images they saw yesterday over the last year, seeing cities being burned all over the country, seeing us arguing over masks and and politicians who care more about whether children in schools are wearing masks than whether countries that they've spent $1 trillion in 20 years trying to secure so that we don't have terror threats into our country anymore uh, survive that th- all these things are God removing his hand yeah. that have happened. You know, people talk about the great number. Why is it that doctors do not give treatment in our country for COVID? Why is it that there's only one or two doctors in all of Jacksonville who will give you ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, even though now there's articles and plenty of data out there to support that it's an effective treatment. Why? Ask yourself, why? You know why? I'm going to tell you, I got a text from a doctor who um, professes to be a believer, and I was asking about the T-cell antibody test. And I want to read what they said. This is what they. This is from a doctor, a very well-known doctor, and this said, listen, And I asked about the antibody test, and they said, listen, you're laboring under a misconception that you can do something, that you can jump through some wicket that will mean you get your freedom back. Look at the people who've had two vaccines and a booster, and still they are told they have to wear a mask. This is not a disease. This is not rational science. This is satanic. And no offense to me, (laughs) but as someone who's recently returned to the Christian faith, I'm baffled at how many Christians don't recognize the devil when he is strangling, strangling them in the street. You can't do enough to satisfy their demands. Talking about the political leaders who are doing the things they're doing. We will be in chains if we don't man up and everyone say, no more. Who is that? I'm, I, you don't got to say I, it. But I'm not going to tell you saying, who it is, but it's a, a doctor. That is, it is a, it's a well-known doctor. That is, man, I couldn't have said it any better myself. That is so true, and it, it, I, I, I applaud. That is great. You know, I'd like to shake that guy's hand. That's, that's well, awesome. Well, so here's the thing. I go back to why I brought up Ezekiel 22, and you, you and I talked about it a little, briefly in the break. This is what God says in his word. And I sought for a man among them who should build up the wall and stand in the breach before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. You know who I'm thinking of there? I'm thinking of Abraham. 
Mm-hmm. Lord, if there's 10 people there, would you not spare it? Lord, if there's if there's 50, you know, and then he goes to 40, then 30. How about 10? Abraham is interceding for the, the city where his nephew lives because he knows his nephew lives there. Yeah. And God doesn't spare the city, but you know what he does? He sends an angel to rescue his nephew. And I was thinking about that, and this is what he says after he made that statement in Ezekiel. You read it. Therefore, I have poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. I have returned their way upon their heads, declares the Lord. I mean, God basically poured out his wrath and consumed his people. You know why? Because they rebelled against his grace. I think the greatest problem with the church in America right now and the people of this country, it's not critical theory. It's not fighting over the vaccine or COVID or what we should do or not do. It's not even the lack of leadership in the church. The greatest problem in our whole country is a lack of gratitude for the grace of God for what he did through Jesus Christ and the boldness to say that's what really matters, that we are believers, we are we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have people more, um, more uh, zealous for people to get jabbed than they are for them to get saved. You have people more zealous to make sure people wear a mask than to make sure people know Jesus. And it's just, it's mind-blowing to me. Jesus Christ died for us to have hope. And as believers, we have hope in him, which means we have peace in him, which means that we are not bound by the world's standards. We are not bound by the world's fears. We are not bound by the world's value system. So when people around you start telling you that you have to apologize because you come from a certain ethnic group or you are you are to be looked down upon because you are a different skin color, we reject that totally across the board all the way. Now, has that been done always? No, we failed in that. The church has failed in that. But that you, you don't go back and rehash what's happened in the past. You know, I had a friend named um, Dr. Stephen Olford, and he was a pe- preacher, a, a Plymouth Brethren preacher, and he said, you don't go dig up bones from the past because when you dig up the dead bones, they stink. Mm. They stink. And we don't live in the, the stinkiness of the past. We live in the hope of the future. We look forward with our eyes fixed on Jesus. And as we look to Jesus, we carry ourselves. Listen, if you see an injustice, speak to it. If you see something not right, we address it. Uh, we're not going to do that perfectly. We're not going to be perfect people. We're flawed because these bodies that we live in are tainted. Every human body in the human race is tainted by sin. Everyone. And just because you become a believer doesn't mean you become sinless. You have the power to reject sin, and you have 
the conscience of the Holy Spirit that tells you when you do sin and you repent. That's why in 1 John 1, 9, it says, as we, you know, confess our sin, he is faithful to forgive our sin. But um, I just love that that Ezekiel passage because that question should haunt us all. If you're listening today, are you going to be one of the men who stands up or one of the women who stands up and builds a wall and stand in the breach for the land, for our country, for our land? These are our people. We are in America, and we have to stand up and say, I represent Jesus. Jesus is love. And I love you. But in matters of conscience, I I yield to what you believe. You know, if you if you think you ought to wear a mask, by all means wear a mask. I, I'm not that's your that's your prerogative. We live in a free country. But don't sit there and get in an argument with me because I choose not to. The same with a vaccine. If you want a vaccine, get a vaccine. Um uh critical theory, oh, has come into the church, and that's not a matter of conscience because that's heresy. There's a difference, but they all have been impacted and conflated together because the same people that push critical theory are the same ones pushing the vaccines and the lockdowns and everything else. And you got to ask yourself why. you got to ask yourself why. And so remember, as as believers, our guiding principle is, is to seek first the kingdom of God. And so we live by faith and not by fear. And so I hope uh, maybe tomorrow uh, when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll, we're going to take a deeper look at Vody's book, Fault Lines, again. We, we talked about it, but s- specifically about uh, the sufficiency of Scripture as it relates to race and justice tomorrow. All right, so make sure that you join us tomorrow. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Stand in the gap and live not by lies. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual